Welcome everyone, I'm Holly Bott, and this is From Surviving to Living, the podcast where raw stories of transformation are told. This is not just a podcast, it's the power of change. God is interested in you. My story is not fiction. I'm a woman, a felon, a sex offender. I did hard time. I am so awed by Jesus, I will risk my reputation and talk about it. He transformed me. He will do that for you. I trust him. I hope you do too. Are you hurting? Are you sick of just surviving? I was too. How does one really, truly live? God causes transformation. It is possible for everyone, thank God. I never saw it coming. Let me tell you how it happens. Get ready for your adventure of faith and life beyond bars. This is From Surviving to Living. Are you parenting in a difficult situation? Do you need solutions and strength? Join me on my journey through prison as I learned to be a mom despite distance and incarceration. From daily challenges to pride, as I follow my son on his own journey through the army, discover with me the secret to powerful parenting in any circumstance. Learn steps you can begin today. Listen until the end. You won't want to miss a word. This is No Pie and Six Months No Shower. It was January 2012 and I worked in General Assembly inspecting gaskets at base pay, 50 cents an hour. Pie work, given out on seniority, paid four to six dollars per hour. I set my sights on top pay and planned. I didn't have long to wait. One afternoon, prison guards entered, strolled through the room and halted at a nearby desk. A coworker doing pie work peered up in surprise. I held my breath and waited. I was next in line for pie work. All that stood in my way were the current employees doing the work. My hopes soared. Could this be the day coming sooner than I expected? Stand up, they told her. My coworker set down her work, resignation on her face. As she stood, a guard clicked handcuffs on her wrists. The room, quiet before, was now dead silent. All eyes watched the drama. Work was boring and this was something to talk about. The guards led my coworker out of the room and off to SIG. Boy, was I happy, delighted. I hope she never came back. Thank God for the police. God, however, was about to teach me a lesson about rejoicing at another's bad day. The next day, I came to work, eager to start earning top dollar for the first time. I was already spending future paychecks on imaginary canteen. Clenching three boxes of work, my boss left his office and made a path towards my desk. Humming happily, I watched him as he dropped the boxes on my desk. As my boss arranged the work in front of me, a phone began ringing behind him in his office. Excuse me, he mumbled, shuffling off to answer it. 
I stared at the work on my desk and waited, toes tapping, still shopping in my head. A few minutes later, he returned and began scooping the boxes back up. Confused, I watched as he removed the boxes he'd delivered only minutes ago. Reading my expression, he announced, I'm sorry. Our vendor just called the pie work contract has been canceled. Please continue your regular work instead. Lurching back to his office, he stopped to pitch my dreams in the trash by the door. Shocked, my head felt wooden. I could not believe that had just happened. What are the odds of that timing? It felt like a cruel joke. Next, I thought, what are my options? I quickly discovered the other half of General Assembly still earned pie work. I immediately requested a transfer. I felt it couldn't happen soon enough. Transfer granted, I worked to learn this new job so I could do it well. It was a weird job, and I just wanted to understand expectations of me and how to do well so I could earn the most money possible. Praise was also welcome. March 19th, 2012. Email subject, we got the box. Email from Tommy. Message. Hi, Mom. We got the box you sent us. It's really nice. I love, love my hat and ring. The ring fits perfect, and so does the hat. I sent you a picture with me wearing the hat. I hope you like it. Vivi thought the ring was hers, so good thing I got it first. Vivi loves the purse you sent her, and I painted my rocket for Camp Casey navy blue. I will take a picture of that, too, and send it to you. Tim likes his hat, too. I like the inside and I love you too. Struggling with depression, stability remained a challenge for me. 40 hours a week, banker's hours, an impossible task for me to perform consistently. We were all permitted one day off a month and I always took it. Sometimes, okay usually, I risked an extra day. Due to my attendance record, I was never given a raise. As a result of my skill on the job, I was given the most difficult assignments. As I became a highly skilled technician, I was then refused pie work, which required no skill at all. Here again, I became frustrated beyond all measure. I was capable of great skill, yet I was too depressed to show up reliably. April 2nd, 2012. Email subject, Camp Casey. Email from Tommy. Message, I went to Camp Casey on Monday. I got back Wednesday. Camp was great. We took a tour of the town. A crow tried to poop on the tour guide. All the buildings had false roofs. They still do because they want the old buildings to match the new buildings. Oh, and guess what? I would make you guess, but I can't hear you. The docks got so crowded. Then I went to the candy shop, the best, of course. I bought so much candy, but I had $5 left. I looked in the gift shop. There were swords in there, pirate flags, and shirts. It was cool. The previous fall, my oldest son, Noel, just after his 17th birthday, had joined the Army Reserves. This summer, the summer before his senior year of high school, he had a boot camp. Noel began to write me letters soon after his arrival. Angry with my boss, I had become outraged and demanded pie work. My boss refused, and I decided to find a new job. I applied for one job, two jobs, five jobs, and waited. While I waited, Noel's letters, carried with him in his pockets over long marches and difficult exercises, often torn, worn, and sweat-stained, started to arrive. July 2nd. Hey, Mom. 
Sorry I haven't written. The first four days we weren't allowed to send mail out. I'm writing this during my fire guard shift. I'm pretty happy to finally be able to write to you. Nothing very eventful has happened here at BASIC besides push-ups, screaming, and classroom time. I think about home. Here you start to miss even dumb stuff like Nickelodeon and Oreos, even just sleeping more than five to seven hours, but I still do my best to push on. The food here is pretty good too, but we usually have like one minute to eat it. Well, my fire guard shift is over, so I have to wake up the next fire guards. I love you and miss you so much. I'm going to see you July 4th. Hi, Mom. How's it going? I'm writing this during my first personal time. Today is the 4th of July, and God bless America. We haven't done anything today. We've even got to eat everything on our tray. It's been great. I've also been really homesick today, though. But I think that's because we've had so much time to think about home. I hope to get a letter from you soon. It sucks, as I'm sure you know, to see everyone getting letters, and you don't get any. I love you so much. I miss you. Please write often. Love you. Waiting for a new job. Feeling denied a transfer, my anger began spiraling out of control. Spitefully demanding a job change, I applied to the kitchen. Rumored to be the worst job and always available. I was about to spiral into the depths of depression again. Transfer was finally granted. July 5th. Hey mom, how are you? Today it's been a good day mostly. I'll be spending the night in the woods tomorrow. Could you save my letters? I want to reread them later on. Thanks. I love you and hope you have a great day. July 6th. Hey, Mom. How are you? We had to name our N16s today, and I named mine after you. I don't remember if I put this in the last letter, but I've learned to shave with a razor. It's fun to think that soon after I graduate, I will be able to have a contact visit with you. I can't wait for that day. I'm excited to get my first letter from you. Hopefully that will be soon. I will write you tomorrow. I love and miss you so much. Working in the kitchen, I had never been so poor in all my life. I had begun my job in the kitchen, $15 in debt to the prison, for a package I had mailed to the kids. I received no pay at all for more than a month in order to pay that back. Then I began receiving a $3 paycheck Every two weeks, desperate, I began to steal. July 7th, hey mom, how has your day been? Mine has been full of achievement. We've completed one of our far foot marches around two miles with 15 pounds of gear all the way to the gas chamber. Dun, 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 the gas July 8th, hey mom, how's your day? Mine's been pretty good. Tuesday we have a combat lifesaver test, then Thursday we have our 2-2-2. Two minutes of push-ups, two minutes of sit-ups, and a two-mile run, and I think I can pass it. I can't wait to hear from you. I won't be able to send this until Tuesday, so I hope you are doing good just like me. July 9th. I want the rest of my days in boot camp to be like today, because if they are, then it will be a breeze. Our DS even started to show a hint of pride today. That's almost like doing something great and getting your father's approval. Well, I gotta go to bed. I'll write you tomorrow. Love you tons and tons. When I was not working in the kitchen, I slept. I shut down. I slept six months straight, nearly night and day. I never showered. Other women began to whisper. I didn't even care. I didn't brush my teeth 
and I slept. I rarely even went to work. I was scheduled to work three days a week, but I took so many days off, I was shocked. I wasn't disciplined and fired. I didn't care. This time is a fog of sleep to me. July 11th. I got your letters today, Mom. I was so happy I read them first thing. And to answer your question, the weather here sucks. It's always 100 degrees and incredible by 12. Hi, Mom. I hope you were able to read my letter. It was in my right shoulder pocket and got drenched in sweat. I'm sorry if my letters bounce around a lot. I'm just writing down my thoughts and I'm by 13th. Hi, Mom. How was your day? Mine was a mixed day, mostly bad but it had some good. My platoon managed to piss off our drill sergeant so much that they gave the entire platoon a counseling statement. 85% of the entire platoon also failed the land map test. July 16th. Hey mom, today and yesterday have for the most part sucked. Our DS quit on us because most of my platoon can't shut up. So we've been forced to walk everywhere with our hands in our pockets and our heads down, everyone trying to tell us we're all failures. But what do they know? I'm hoping this will be an easier day. I think it will be. Keep the one thing that mattered most to me was my children. I feared losing my connection with them. This motivated me to get out of bed, get to work when I did, and try. I cried often, and I struggled to the phone. I wrote letters to them, and I slept. I felt empty, isolated, and withdrawn. July 21st, hey mom. Today has been pretty great. We went to the range today and guess what? I was in the top 10. There are 210 recruits in our company and I was in the top 10. They served us cookies today at dinner chow. I was so happy I didn't take one. The people that did got smoked for an hour and a half. Talk about a trap. I keep randomly thinking of the days in the future where I will be able to come and see you by myself in person and not through glass. I can't wait. I miss my siblings. I bet they look so much older since they left. July 23rd. Today our DS split up our platoon between the people he could tell wanted to be here and those he could tell didn't. I made it to the good side. I was one of the first ones he called out. It felt so great. P.S. Keep writing me back. July 28th. Hey mom, today has been awesome. We got to fire our M16 rifles. We had to group and zero them and I got it on my first try. If you don't receive a letter from me for a few days, it's because I'm extremely busy. I try to write every night, but I don't always have enough time. My oldest son, Noel, was a great help to me, although I'm sure he didn't know it at the time. I wanted to be a good mom and become a better mom in the future. The letters and emails from my children kept me moving forward during the darkest times. August 2nd, I passed my last PT test. As of right now, I'm completely on track to graduate. Today we got fitted for dress blues. Man, I look good. When I get home, I'll send you pictures. I can't wear them to see you because it has metal buttons, but just know I look good in them. Also, I am getting your letters, Mom, so keep sending them. August 13th. Hi, Mom. It's nice to write you again. I'm starting to understand how homesick you must have felt when you first went to prison too. Sometimes I remember for a moment of time when we went out to a movie, just me and you. I also tend to think sometimes of other things. August 24th. Hey mom, I know I haven't written in a long time, but I have a good time to now. By the time you get this, I will probably be home. 
So I guess I'm writing this also for me. I have completed all of my training and have donned my beret. All I have left to do is turn in some equipment tomorrow and wait for next Thursday to graduate. I can't wait. I got stitched up on Wednesday during Victory Forge because during a riot drill I got tackled and my helmet slid down and a plate dug into my nose. It's only three stitches and they're being taken out Monday. Now my drill sergeant calls me Lima Foxtrot for Lion Face, but all my friends have combined it with my last name and they call me Lion Heart. I can't wait to finally leave this place. It's nice to think that this is my last Friday here. Well, I gotta get to bed. I love you, Mom. Love Noelle. That October, Noelle turned 18. I remember the first time I was able to hug him in person, sit with him and talk for an hour, just him and me. Prison rules up until this time had prevented us from having visits without glass, but now as an adult, we could sit in person. I urged him to wear his full dress blues to visit me. The prison said that he could, and so he agreed. That day, I waited at the back of the visiting room, which was full of people on a busy Saturday. The door clicked open and I stood, waiting for the first glimpse of him as he turned the corner, dressed sharply in dress blues, gold buttons shining, beret on his head, pants creased, shoes shining. I jumped up and down like a kid. I started clapping and cried. Walking smartly, he navigated the room and a hush fell as heads turned to take in the smartly dressed soldier making his way to his mom. I was so proud of my son. Tears returned today just remembering that moment. Listener, are you a parent in a challenging situation? I know how much you love your child, your children. You are not alone. Often circumstances like these can leave us feeling powerless and frustrated, searching for real help, maybe wishing for powerful friends or allies. I remember when I first began reading the Bible, I thought of God as an observer, a spectator. I was wrong. I didn't understand how powerful God is, how involved He is in each of our lives, in our hearts. God says, I am the Lord, more than 150 times in the Bible. Why? Exodus 6-8 tells us, I am the Lord. You have the pledge of my changeless omnipotence and faithfulness. His name is the evidence of His power and that He will do it. God also says often, my name is the Lord. Jeremiah 16:21 says, therefore, behold, I will make them know, yes, this once, I will make them know my power and my might, and they will know and recognize that my name is the Lord. God says in Isaiah, therefore my people shall know my name and what it means. And what does his name mean? What does any person's name mean? What does your name mean? Well, there are many Tommies out there, but when I say Tommy, it means Tommy, my loving son, who at age 11 was emailing me, his mom, about Camp Casey. There are many Noels, but when I say the name, the name means Noel, my son, who wrote me, his mom in prison, every day while he was in boot camp. Psalm 91 says, Because you have made the Lord your refuge, the Most High your dwelling place, there shall no evil befall you, nor any plague come near your tent. 
For he will give his angels charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways. They shall bear you up on their hands lest you dash your foot upon a stone. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love, and kindness, trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So who is God to you? Make him your co-parent today. He is our most powerful ally, and he's always with your children. Begin a prayer life today and talk to God about everything on your heart. I know there are times when we can't even be with our children and haven't even seen them in years. Do not give up hope. God is with them even right now. You can pray right now for your children and know that you are talking to the very person who's in the room with your child right now. What a connection, an immediate connection with a lost son or daughter. What a beautiful bridge and a powerful one. Let's start today. Dear Jesus, I pray for the person listening right now and I pray for me that you will teach us your name and what it means by experience. Thank you that we can parent our children with you and through you. Amen. Now, to him who by the power that is at work within us is able to do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams, to him be the glory. Be encouraged today. Look for more episodes that inspire at hollybot.me. Until next time, remember, your story is never over. God's grace is always waiting to rewrite it. This is From Surviving to Living. 